Hello, Internet. Welcome to the first episode of Cyber Privacy Minute. I'm Ben Wyatt, your guide to protecting your privacy online. In this week's episode, we're going to look at one of the biggest issues that I care about, and that's tracking your behavior online. So what do I mean when I say tracking? I'm talking about websites observing your activity, both on their sites and on other sites and social media. They keep logs and history of what you do and look at, often without your knowledge. Your data profile can also be sold or leased to other companies. The biggest companies doing this are Google, Facebook. This helps them decide what types of advertisements to show to you. Amazon. We think about them as a a software company, not an advertising company. They actually have a significant business and Adobe. You might be surprised to hear about Adobe because then ad targeting, and they have large profiles on nearly every user of the internet. So how do these companies do this? They do it by putting pieces of content from their websites on other websites. For Google, this is most often through their advertising service. They sell ads that other websites place within their content. And when those ads get loaded from Google, Google gets to find out what kind of website you're on. Another way this happens is through the social sharing buttons you see on almost every website. So if you see a Facebook like button, uh, that button is loaded from Facebook. And if you're logged into Facebook, Facebook knows who you are and exactly what you're looking at. There are a few different ways that companies can identify who you are. The easiest way is using cookies that are placed in your browser when you log into different services online. If you're logged into Facebook or Twitter, uh, when you're on a website that has content from those sites, those services become aware of what you're looking at, what you're reading about, what kind of things you're watching, uh, and they add all of these things to the profiles that they're building about you quietly. The other one, and this one is much less obvious, is something called device fingerprinting. Through this process, these companies read information about your device when you visit their website, and they find Uh, and your activity and behavior on those sites that makes it easy for them to identify you, even if you're not logged in. Uh, Combinations of information about your device, your browser, user privacy over preserving functionality of the websites, while they still make efforts to limit side effects. There have been a couple big stories in the news recently about online tracking, and I wanted to take some time to talk about those. First, the team behind WebKit, which is the software inside of Apple's Safari browser that actually loads all the web pages and content that you see when you're using Safari, made a major announcement around online tracking. They're promising if a technique can't be completely blocked, they say they will limit its capabilities as much as possible. When this protection has unintended side effects on the sites that you're using, WebKit will prioritize, they're promising to block tracking techniques that are known today and to continue expanding their protections going forward as new tracking techniques are known and discovered. They also say that no one will be granted exceptions to these rules, even if they have a legitimate reason for using the technology. The biggest part of this, in my opinion, is that they've also stated they will treat efforts to get around these tracking protections the same as they would efforts to get around security protections. This makes them the first major tech company that's committed to treating privacy the same way they treat security. A few days after Apple's announcement, the team behind Google's Chrome browser released a similar statement. 
or at least they said it was. The Chrome team's statement uh, leaves a lot of room for flexibility and, in, in fact, really doesn't go very far at all. It would be a major problem for them financially to try to actually protect you online. The simple truth is Google is one of the biggest companies in the world because of the information that they have about you and about me. So that's the big difference between Apple doing this versus Google. Apple includes user privacy as a design goal in all of its products. They even say privacy is a universal human right, which is a pretty different statement than what Google is able to say. When Google says they're going to put limits in place, I have a really hard time believing that they would limit techniques that they themselves use to make. It will be very interesting to see the real impact of these changes in the next few years. I'll be keeping an eye on it, and I'll make sure to keep you informed. While we're talking about Google, consider switching to a different email service instead of using Gmail. For my personal email, I am now using iCloud from Apple. Since tracking happens almost everywhere, it might feel like you don't have any options to actually avoid that tracking, but you do. So let's talk about some of those things. At the very least, consider not using Google for search. The most basic thing you can do, but maybe the most difficult. I know that probably sounds impossible if you have been using Google for years and years as I had. Never use services that do track you whenever you can. But I recently switched to using another search engine called DuckDuckGo. It's a silly name, but it's a great search engine. It's nearly as good at search as Google is, and they don't track you ever. Is to just, uh, it doesn't cost me anything to use. And because they are committed to personal privacy, I don't have to worry about them reading my email to show me ads. You can also use a web browser that respects your privacy and blocks tracking. If you're on a Mac, iPhone, or iPad, the easiest thing to do is just use Safari. It's built in, it's really solid browser, it maybe doesn't have all the functionality as that Chrome has, but it's and more respectful of your privacy than just about any other browser available. A really solid experience. If you can't use Safari, like if you're using Windows or Android, you can also continue using Chrome or use another browser like Edge and use a privacy-protecting extension like the one offered by DuckDuckGo. Uh, personally, on my Windows computers, I do use Microsoft Edge, and I use the DuckDuckGo extension. Uh, you should consider using either Brave or Firefox. Firefox is a big business too, but they also uh, are committed to uh, not tracking your behavior while you're using their browser, and they have more tools built in to protect your privacy than Chrome does. In addition to this, you could also configure your web browser to clear your cookies when you close it. Every major web browser has the option to do this. And this will reduce tracking uh, across sessions of browser usage. Privacy extensions prevent tracker code from loading on websites, but sometimes that can cause a site to function in weird ways, occasionally up to the point of not working at all. Luckily, these extensions uh, do give you the option to turn them off on a site-by-site -site basis, so you can still protect yourself as much as possible everywhere else, but preserve the functionality of the sites you really have to use. If, when you close your browser, all your cookies get cleared, 
anything that you don't log into next time will not be able to track you. Finally, you should learn how to use the privacy settings for the services you use. In future episodes of the show, I'm going to go through the settings on some of the most common services and the biggest tracking offenders to help you learn how to use their privacy settings to your advantage rather than to theirs. Thank you so much for tuning into the first episode of Cyber Privacy Minute. I hope you've had a good time and learned something you can use to protect yourself online. Please subscribe to the show in your favorite podcast app and leave a review. Reviews are important for every podcast, but that's extra true for new ones. I'm always happy to answer listener questions. Visit anchor.fm slash cyberprivacy to ask a question, and you might hear it on a future episode. You can find me on Twitter at bwyatt, and you'll find a link to that profile and everything else we've talked about today in the episode notes. Until next time, stay safe out there.